Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Central Network. I am Joe McGuire. Be joined by Obu and Ease in just a minute. College football kind of turned up on its head. Huge game this weekend. More great games coming up and, and a real mess in the top 10. Just, just how are things going to play out? Hendon Hooker, no longer a Heisman front runner at this point. Also, we're going to break down some games for you. We'll give us our picks. And then I'm going to tell you tonight where it's all gone wrong for Alabama, despite, despite all their advantages. Ovi, you must be in heaven right now. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Listen, we don't have to wait till fourth down to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, you're on that topic, and we're going to cover the, the, the college football committee's rankings compared to mine. But when you focus on Alabama, uh, they could have lost to Texas A&M. They could have lost to Texas, right? Um, so there's a lot of close calls. And, yes, I understand that this is collegiate level. This is not like the NFL when you have a lot of expectations. But when you set the bar and you set the standard on how to destroy opponents, right, like Alabama has been doing, yeah. Um, now you get the sense that, listen, they're not that same level as the, how they were compared to when they had Mac Jones and the whole entire offense, right? And the fact that this Neil stuff, this trade, I mean, not trades, excuse me, the transfer portals and everything else is actually working and spreading the wealth throughout all the colleges. Okay. You got people like, look, if I'm not starting, I'm moving somewhere else because I know I could be a starter somewhere else. And each players have a voice. Well, don't forget how well Bama poached in the transfer portal. I mean, they already had the most top uh, five-star recruits in the country. And then they went pillaging of other people's rosters. And so depth issues, bad play there. There's a lot, there's a lot of problems there. And it, and again, when you look at all the advantages and, and, and count Nick Saban as one of them, right. One of the best college football coaches of all time. It's hard to explain, but I'm going to break it all down later on because it, it, it's deep. It's it's deep. It's and deeper I, I, than deep. Like you're going to drown really, yourself into this. There's a whole lot of reasons. <laughs> you know, listen, Alabama, this is not a great Alabama football team. It's not. And with two losses, I'll be honest, as, as poor as this team is technically, should not be in the top 10. No, no, not at all. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. Because um, we'll get right to it. And you can look at my notes and stuff. And, and you can notice like the top seven teams uh, and compared to both lists or just what I predicted, except it's not in order. I'm still confused as to the Michigan and Ohio State. But it doesn't matter when you're in the top four. You really consider yourself as the number one team because if the season was to end right now, they'll be in the playoffs, right? Yep. But we all know that on uh, November 26, Michigan-Ohio State will play each other. One of those teams has got to go because the loser will not even partake in the Big Ten Conference Championship. 
You got TCU. Can they handle the pressure this Saturday when they go ahead and play Texas? Oregon is probably the most favorite right now to make it to the top four because they're in the Pac-12. And I think it's about time we got the Pac-12 in the final four. I really do. But they still got a couple of games they got to play out. And every time Oregon is about to clinch their way to the college football playoffs, they always find themselves in trouble. Okay. Yeah, Tennessee, and I feel like yeah. it's, not even that, it's not even that they lose, too, though. They'll get blown mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It'll be like a 34-10 game, and you're like, oh, I thought Oregon was one of the best teams in the country. What just happened there? That that, that does sort of seem to happen with them every year. I'm I'll still confused with Tennessee at five, and I'll tell yeah. you why. That's well, that's garbage too, right? They're they're not gonna play in the SEC championship game. And as you just said, look, you're gonna you're gonna have either number two or number three is out. Right. GCU moves up, Tennessee moves up. It's not right. It's not right. And then you got LSU, which I know I picked LSU at number seven, right? And again, my picks, my rankings are on officially posted before 12 o'clock on Sunday, okay? The committee makes their votes on Tuesday, so it's not like I'm trying to match them. And, I, and I'm getting it, but let's not forget Ole Miss defeated LSU. So if Ole Miss was to beat Alabama, they jumping right in front of LSU. You might as well say LSU goodbye because you're not partaking in SEC championship anymore. It'll be Ole Miss versus Georgia, all right? Yeah. And... Clemson, one loss team, I understand, you know, respectively, I got them at eight, but the committee has them at 10. That's going to be a long shot for them to get back in the top four. Like, there's a lot of shakeup that's going to happen. But uh, to change the subject here, Liberty, I don't see Liberty. I don't see Coastal Carolina. Why is not those two schools in the top 25? And why are we putting three loss teams in the top 25? I just don't understand that part either. Well, you know, again, it's kind of funny because for some schools, you'll excuse some of their bad losses for some of their good wins, I guess. It's a weird, it's a weird system. But again, listen, you want to you put Texas in at number 18, and now suddenly becomes a much bigger game for TCU who, by the way, goes into that game a seven-point underdog, which Mm -hmm. marks the first time in a long time where a team in the top five is an underdog to a team outside the top 15. (laughs) So It's almost like last week where Tennessee ranked number one, and yet, and watch this, the points changed by game day, okay? So at the very beginning, once the schedule was like focused on the week, Georgia was favorite 13 and a half, and they shrunk all the way to seven and a half. That's a that's a, a touchdown and a plus that yep. they shrunk thinking that, oh yeah, Tennessee is gonna do something only to fall short. You might as well have just left it at 13 and a half. <laughs> More money would have lost for those that went for Tennessee, (laughs) but I was a happy camper. All right. Uh, But I had thought that it was going to be a closer game and it, and it, and it didn't turn out that way. Um, But Tennessee looks terrible. 
TCU versus Texas. That's the game of the week. We're going to talk about that and make our predictions on that at third down. But I'm liking that game because Texas is going to show why they deserve to be in the top 25. I know they're 18 officially, but they're going to show everybody, look, there was a fluke. Our season was a lot better than what it is because they should have never lost to Alabama. All right. But I like yours. Man, that's a nasty quarterback, man. And if he stays with Texas next season, I, I will pick him to be the Heisman winner. I, I will bid on that real quick. But, uh, hey. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. When Max Duggan uh, pulls off the upset and has his team positioned to be uh, in the top three in the country, we'll talk. <laughs> no, I already know. Okay, save save that energy for third down. But key notes here, Kentucky is 3-3 three and three in the SEC, all right, but they're ranked 24. Florida State has never beaten a top 25 team this season. They're ranked 23. I'm scratching my head because remember what I told you. Yep. Coastal Carolina, UTSA, Liberty, why they're not ranked, I have no idea. And you have to respect the Sun Belt Conference. Sun Belt Conference represented this year like they do every year, and they're beating the powerhouse teams. Okay, Kansas State lost to Texas. They're ranked 18 and 19 together. Again, why? I don't know. Now, who is the best in the Pac-12? Oregon is out there, which they're going to play Oregon State later on. They're going to play, um, I believe, who they play? I think they do play USC. I'm not sure. But they're going to play two ranked opponents at the end of the season. But USC lost to Utah. Oregon defeated UCLA. UCLA defeated Utah. You see that chain reaction going on? Okay. Yep. I'm still confused and, and scratching my head as to why USC is at number eight. But November 19, don't forget, you're going to see USC versus UCLA. And we're going to see whether or not USC could represent or they just going to fall hard. And I believe that's going to happen. I, I like UCLA's team. They're fast. They're faster than USC. USC got the talent from the transfer portal. But UCLA, they've been playing together for the last two seasons. They're going to make a name out of themselves on that one. Now, Tennessee will not play the SEC championship. And the question is why they're at number five. They're going to be looking like Texas a and for the last two seasons. Stuck at five. And everybody else are going to pass them because there's no way why they will be at uh, the top 14 and not play for a conference championship. The only school that has a waiver on all that is Notre Dame because they only played 12 games yep. and their season is over. Right, right. Okay. Your conference is having a championship and you're not partaking in that championship. How could you tell your, how could that school be up front in the college football playoffs? That's all I got to say on that. No, you're right. Solid points. Solid indeed. Hector, thank you for watching our show. He says 2016-17 was the last time a Pac-12 team made to the college football playoffs, and that was by Washington. So, and I do remember they were ranked number four, and then they did not succeed there, but it's all good. And uh, they haven't on. back since. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Moving on to second down, the Heisman. So right now, after, since that game, which 
I'm still like questioning this because it's only one game. When Texas A&M defeated Alabama, remember Johnny Football? Of course. He won the Heisman that year, but that team didn't win no national title. Okay. And then Hooker is still one of the best quarterbacks in college football this season. I wouldn't pull the plug on him yet. But if you're going to put C.J. Stroud in the mix, okay, I don't think that he's number one. He, there's enough talent in Ohio State that will carry that team. And this is the wide receiver named uh, Harrison Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr. This guy makes C.J. Stroud look good. Reminds me of the time Alabama had Devontae Adams making Mac Jones look good. And it was Devontae Adams winning the Heisman. C.J. Stroud, and I know the weather was bad and everything else, and he threw the ball a little bit and he ran, but he is not the guy, in my opinion, to be in a Heisman race. I don't think he's the Final Four this season. My, I, I've changed my mind. I really do. I think Hannon Hooker should be the favorite. I think Blake Corum. Um, a lot of people talk about Bo Nix to be in the mix. I like that. Nix to be in the mix. I like that. But anyways, but Bo Nix, when he was with the SEC, he couldn't perform right. And they gave him the ball a lot when he was with Auburn. Now he's in the Pac-12, and they're looking at him like he's the best quarterback in the nation. I think you need to pull the brakes because once he play against an SEC team, should Oregon make it to the college football playoffs, we're going to see the real Bo Nix. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. I'm shocked that Max Duggan's name isn't on this list at all. Uh, he is, but he is probably in a positive in the four-digit number somewhere. Um, but that's not to say that maybe he'll go into the mix. Again, I mean, we got to wait till December for the final four, right? Uh, Listen, but this Kendon is just Hooker's a bit. Out. He's done. He's out for me. I don't that, think so, that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm sorry. That game, that was that was awful. That, that well, he got me... sacked so many times. The yeah. offensive line didn't protect them. Oh, you know I, listen, I, mean? I know it was a, a total team effort, but again, I have high expectations for he's a very mobile quarterback. When you're under assault like that, you got to do, you know, you got to do Lamar Jackson kind of things. <laughs> and uh, he didn't. He didn't do that at all. It was he was terrible. So do I, you I think was, Stetson Bennett should be in the in, in the I list think of Stetson final four? Bennett, I think Stetson Bennett and 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 Max Duggan don't get any respect compared to all these other guys. CJ Stroud has is he playing well? He's I playing good he's enough. Great. I right. I was I'll tell you, I was very and I got a feeling Caleb Williams is gonna end up winning this thing. He he looked great last week. He is playing really well. And yeah, he played like he was with Oklahoma until the end of the season. Then he choked. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I, I think there's some hope because you know people love Lincoln Riley and people love USC, and so you know that that's a thing with them, the Heisman Trophy winner. So mm. just by being at you, and again, it all it's going to depend on how the season plays out. But I don't know what Stetson Bennett's got to do to get more love either because all that guy does is oh man he outshined tennessee 
He outshined yeah. Tennessee. I mean, he was throwing the ball out there, and I was like, wow, like the the, the receivers were helping him out, but he was throwing the balls narrow, deep, everything. And uh, there was nobody really to step up into Bennett's face. So uh, more power to him. Uh, third down, we're coming up now. And this is the schedule for week 11. Uh, six games that we're covering, but I'm also got to, you know, tell you about the other good games that's going on. But number one, Georgia versus Mississippi State. That is a great game to watch. Nebraska at Michigan. That's a game to see if Michigan could cover the spread along with Indiana at Ohio State. TCU in Texas, that's the game of the week. That is like the the who's going to be the best out of the uh, the Big 12 Conference. Washington at Oregon, that's a good rivalry there. Mizzou versus Tennessee. Can Tennessee bounce back for what happened against Georgia? That That is the game that we want to look at to see. Or will, will Mizzou make it close or win the game? You know, it, it's kind of hard to see now. Tennessee just fell on their face. You know what I mean? It would be helpful if Tennessee just loses this game too. You know what I mean? <laughs> just so we can clear everything out and 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 not not make this mess. You just want them to lose so you can have hopes that Alabama will make it to the playoffs. Well, it's funny because. Alabama's not out yet. They're out. They're, They're not out, out. yet. They're There's no two-loss team ever going to the college football playoffs. If ever a two-loss team was to make it to the college football playoffs, it would be Alabama. Then you might as well start the 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 top 12 teams next season. Honestly. Maybe they will. Yeah, listen, I don't agree with it, Ovi. I'm just saying the idea that they're out. But we might, we might have to because you should not have a two-loss team there. I'm sorry. It's just Unless everybody got two losses, then I can understand. If, if we were being fair, we wouldn't be college football. Hmm, duly noted. That's it. That's the way it is. There's a reason Coastal Carolina... Hasn't cracked the top twenty-five, despite being eight and one. And no, and they, they again, weren't getting they weren't getting ranked the last two years anyway. So what I was going to say, right it's now. been the same team mm -hmm. with Grayson McCall now in his junior year. Like, what does that kid have to do to get your respect and attention? What is that? Who does that team have to beat before people are like, oh, maybe they are good. No, no. It's like what you said before. They're so good that once they put them against the powerhouse, well, that talent's already gone. But don't worry. McCall will have his chance in the NFL and will outshine everybody and maybe win a Super Bowl and be like, hey, look at me now. So, uh, but speaking about Alabama, Alabama's at Ole Miss. On the road against Ole Miss, a one-loss team in the conference. UCF at Tulane and North Carolina at Wake Forest. I am very intrigued with that of uh, the Tar Heels and Wake Forest because uh, Wake Forest, they, they were representing at one time and they fell short. And uh, being that the game is at Wake Forest, North Carolina is a must win if they want to have their chance against Clemson in the, SC, in the ACC championship. Well. Wow. 
that's a quite a tall task. <laughs> Anything's possible. Game. That that game should be high scoring. Nine schools, nine top twenty-five teams lost this weekend. How many will lose this weekend coming up? But we're only covering six games, and we're going to start with Georgia at Mississippi. 16-point spread for Georgia. Who do you like in this game? Over-under is 53-and-a-half. I will take Georgia uh, winning the game and covering the spread here. Ah, see, I made you a bulldog. Congratulations. I'm not stupid. I see what's happening. They're really <laughs> good. They're not, I mean, listen, not only is their defense overwhelming, mm-hmm. but their offense moves the ball really well. And, you know, I think they're quicker than last year. Oh, yeah. This is a great, great football team. It, it really is. That defense is, is phenomenal. So, yeah, the, the, you got me with these guys. This is this this is definitely a, a Georgia year. I think so too. But I'm glad that you mentioned that. Now it hasn't been so well for Nebraska, but they do go on the road at Michigan. And even though they're number three, but I got Michigan at number two, but the spread is at 31 over under 48 and a half. What's your take on this? How many points? 31? 31. Wow. I am going (laughs) to. Nebraska has been playing a little bit better, but still very inconsistent. Uh, I'm just afraid some junk scores late. I'll take (laughs) Michigan given the 31. Yeah. All right, so no, you're taking I'll this. Take, no, I'm going to take Nebraska. I think I think it ends up being closer than 31. It won't be mm-hmm. that close of a game, but I I think they're gonna. I think it'll end up being closer for for no reason. Okay, okay. Now, the history between Michigan and Nebraska. Michigan has won six out of the eleven games. Uh, they're six, four, and one going in there. And the last time they played at Michigan, Michigan won fifty-six to ten. Uh, Nebraska could score points. I got that. Uh, but Michigan is more of a defensive game, and I'm gonna take a slight edge going over forty-eight and a half. Thirty-one point spread. You might as well just take the over in the game. No, we still won't. You still don't budge. No. All right. Well, I'm taking that 48 and a half over being at Michigan, being that they're still under Ohio State. I think that motivates them more to make up that spread and show everybody, look, Michigan's for real, because that's what they did last week. So I, I got I got um, I got the over on this one. All right. I like it. All right. Talking about Ohio State there, uh, Indiana visits Ohio State. 40-point spread, 58 over-under. I'm going to take the under on this game. Wow. 
what you think is 40 to nothing? Yeah, I I don't I don't think Indiana's going to do much more than 6 or 9 points. Wow. I think Ohio State will put up about 40, 45. Nah, I don't mm. I don't think yeah. So Ohio State has a 26 game win streak. And if there's anything, I predict that Indiana will at least score one touchdown. Um, and Ohio State waits till the fourth quarter to make all the all that you know points and stuff. Uh, but being at forty points, I'm taking the over in this game. I mean, Ohio State's going to win, so I might as well yeah. make it interesting and just go over. I'm just a high Do risk it. roller like that. Yeah. To. So you're taking Indiana and the points. No, I'm taking the under on the game. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Just to let you know, the last time they played in Ohio State, uh, Ohio State won uh, 54. Well, last year they won 54 to 7. In Ohio, they, they seem to play a little bit better in Ohio than Indiana, but eh, all right, fair enough. Game of the week, TCU versus Texas. I am taking Texas, and I am taking the spread. I'm taking the points. I'm going to take TCU and the points. <laughs> You're confident that TCU is going to be in the top three. I am. And, yeah. All right. I think this is the reason why they built it this way. Let's put Texas at 18. Let's give some, some leverage for TCU. But the same way they did it to Alabama last week, the same thing is going to happen to TCU. They're going to get upset. The Longhorns are going to dab the TCU and tell them, hey, go back. They don't have to go back far because TCU is, I think, is in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, so they don't have to go far. But um, I like it. I like our differences here. I think TCU wins this game going away. And I think they walk out of uh, Texas saying that uh, uh, they're better than Alabama, too. <laughs> All right. Mizzou versus Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's favorite at 20 and a half, 20.5. And the over-under is 57. I'm gonna take the over on this game. I think it's gonna it's oh, gonna end now. up being high scoring. Now you want to take the over. Now I'm going All over. Right. I've been giving you an opportunity on the other games, and you're not you ain't being sold on it. But okay, um, I'm also taking the over on this game. Uh, there's gonna be maybe 58, 59. It's gonna be close. You're gonna be at the edge of your seat. Okay. At the edge of your seat, and you'd be like, damn, please score one more. Please score one more. And then, boom, before the second's over, they, they'll, they'll get that 58-59th point. I think this is going to be like a 38-35 game, and I think by the time the third quarter's happening, they'll have already gone over 57 combined. Really? Yeah. All right, fair enough. I like it. It's going to be pretty warm out there, so. All right, last game, Washington, barely making it to the top 25. They are visiting Oregon. 
Oregon's favorite 13 and a half. And check this out. The over under in this game is 72.5. Good. Good Lord. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Man. Uh, Yeah, I know. There you go. Trying to do your math. Final score will be. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna go under. I think they'll get maybe close to that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. So the last time both teams had over 72 points was in 2016. It was October 8th, 2016, in Oregon, when Washington won 70 to 21. They put up 70 points against Oregon. That's not gonna happen against Oregon. Not at all. I am with you. Put your money in this game. I guarantee you that this game is going under 72. As a matter of fact, it'll be at a range between 50 and 55. If, yeah, if, that- if, if you are able to adjust your over-under on your picks and want to make more money, put it between 50 and 55. I like that. Yes, Absolutely. <sighs> but it's coming to fourth down right now. And I know this show's about a little bit slow, but um, the pick should be more entertaining. Probably people scratching their heads like, what are you talking about? But I'm going to tell you, like I've told, like I told everybody every week, I made my monies. I specifically made my monies. I am, I love DraftKings and I love Sugar House. I like both those. I alternate each week, and I have to say that I've been on the positive every week since week three, so I'm happy. Okay? That's awesome. And I'm guaranteeing I'm winning this pot, these six games that particularly I'm going to win. Thanks to you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I have been on a bit of a downturn myself lately. (laughs) That's all right. You got to hang in there with me, man. Oh, yeah. I, I'll i tell you, honestly, I lost so many weeks in a row. I took a couple weeks off from betting. Mm. I don't bet a ton. You know what I mean? But, yeah, this would be a... I I also feel like this has been a weird season. It's it been has. hard. You know, it's been hard to... Especially when... I like to parlay. I'll take like eight or nine games. And there's like two or three of the week that just, I don't know. It's not supposed to happen. Well, that's what you get for doing like nine, 10 game parlays. I mean, you got to like. You could do a nine, 10 game down. parlay for like $5 and the payout's like a thousand. Thousand, yes. I do it. Yeah. It's like Powerball, right? <laughs> I get so close. So, dude, all season, every week, man, I'm like, oh, I get the first five or six. Like, yes. And then somebody blows it. Somebody <laughs> blows it every time. Usually from the back. <laughs> at least, oh, man, I was about to say, you got to wait till 1030 at night to start crying. <laughs> right? Crying to go to bed. Having a great old day. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, the other night, yeah, I literally, I was up to like one in the morning uh, watching the late the late game. Uh, Oregon State got beat up pretty bad, and that killed me. That happens. 
but that's a high risk that you pay to try to you know make that thousand. Yo, yeah. I think, Dude, I I've, think done like, I've done like I've done like I've done like a two dollar ten team parlay. Oof. I've hit a few times. I mean, I'm I I've done pretty well. I I can usually parlay, but this season and the NFL's been worse. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, definitely. Like there's just so many upsets each week, and you Every scratch week. your head like what. You just played like a Super Bowl team, and now this week you're playing like you didn't do preseason. I've now I've lately in the NFL I've been trying to pick the upsets, parlay four or five upsets. That's a nice, that's a little hefty payday too. Had the Giants, had the Jets, Commanders oh, no. did me in. Commanders. You may want to pick them again this week. Just saying, just a proof of thought. But no matter what, these picks, these top six, <laughs> my upset you got this. is going down. All right. I believe it. I feel yes. it. Let's make and some I money feel, this weekend. I feel, I feel something coming at me with this Crimson Tide. So you want to explain more? I would love to. All right. What is wrong with Alabama? After suffering its second loss of the season, Alabama finds its CFP hopes hanging by a thread. As Obi mentioned before, there's never been a two-loss team in the CFP. It's not an actual committee policy or anything, and things certainly could change, as Ovi alluded to, when you expand the 12. But for now, it's never happened. And to be honest, it's not likely to happen this year. Alabama has the talent to win a national championship. Bryce Young and uh, linebacker Will Anderson Jr. Are, are two of the top, maybe three to five players in all the college football. Recruiting has remained strong thanks to more than a dozen consecutive top five signing classes. Depth shouldn't be an issue. On top of that, despite complaining about it, Nick Saban owned the transfer portal this off signing, signing all conference players and power five starters at multiple positions. And for all that, Alabama only has one win over a ranked team, a 20 to 19 victory over number 18, Texas, which let's be honest, isn't anything to write home about. And yet Alabama. No. Let me try again. After the loss to LSU, Nick Saban called it an understatement to say these players were disappointed. This marks the first time since 2010 that Alabama has two losses before the Iron Bowl. Saban said they were capable of more, but he said sometimes we beat ourselves and it's kind of hard to overcome. Yeah, too many penalties and inability to protect your quarterback the lack of a strong running game, the poor development of your current receiving core in a defense that doesn't make stops in big moments. That is a lot to overcome. Even for the team loaded with the most five-star recruits and with a Hall of Fame coach in Nick Saban. Despite all the many advantages that Alabama enjoys over the rest of college football, the Tide hasn't been able to get on a roll. The Orange Bowl, not a bad consolation prize. 
That's going to do it for this week's show. For Ovi Winnie's, I'm Joe Aguirre. Enjoy this weekend's games. We'll catch you back here next Wednesday night for all four downs.